Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast podcast. You are listening to the podcast that brings you the best in educational technology right from the app developers themselves. I hope you're having a great time with your students this year. And as always, I say thank you for bringing TeacherCast into your professional learning network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and if this is the first time you're listening to the show, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great show for you. There's, of course, several ways that you can connect with us each and every week. We like it when you subscribe to our Twitter channel, at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net and subscribe to our iTunes and YouTube channels over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. Before we get into our show today, I'd like to take a moment to thank our very generous sponsors, storyboardthat.com, for bringing you today's program. Today's presentation is brought to you by storyboardthat.com. Storyboard That is the leading storyboard creator for classrooms of all grades and subject areas. Storyboard That provides a simple, drag-and-drop experience with thousands of well-designed artwork to quickly create great-looking storyboards. This lets students really focus on what they want to say and unleash their creativity. With tons of pre-made teacher guides, Storyboard That gives lots of examples for common core-aligned activities like breaking apart Shakespeare, practicing vocabulary, or conjugating verbs for language class. Sign up for free at storyboardthat.com or check out teachercast.net slash storyboardthat to take advantage of our 25% discount when you sign up for an educator account. Once again, that's teachercast.net slash storyboardthat. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to share with you the reasons of why we're doing a show like this today. You see, a few weeks ago, I received an email from a teacher interested in learning how to better communicate with his parents and students. He wrote to me about his love for student projects and told me of some great things that were happening in his class. But he also told me he didn't quite know how to share his work with his educational community. And it's because emails such as this and others that I've received that I'm proud to have my guest on the show today. My guest is an amazing educator, although he's not a classroom teacher. He's a creator of several outstanding businesses that the world knows and loves, and one of them happens to be called WP Beginner, and it has turned into the world's handbook for learning all about WordPress and what it can do for their businesses, websites, and in my case, classrooms. Recently, he was recognized as one of top 100 entrepreneurs under the age of 30 by the United Nations, mostly due in part to the fact that his websites combined have had a total of more than 400 million viewers. I am proud to welcome to the show today Mr. Syed Balki from WP Beginner. Syed, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Today we're talking all about communication and WordPress. Now, I got to tell you, your website, WP Beginner, is an amazing resource for educators to learn how to use WordPress. I use it every day. Talk a little bit about what WP Beginner actually does. So WP Beginner is the largest free WordPress resource site. If you're looking to create a website with WordPress, you know, it's a really powerful tool. Sometimes people just don't know how to maximize its true power. So our goal at WP Beginner is to make it easy, give step-by-step tutorials that a beginner can follow um, and, and, you know, just make things happen on their website, whether it is to add a calendar to your website, whether it is to add a contact form, whether it is to add a forum, whatever you're looking to do, uh, you know, if you just Google how to, your question, and in space add WP Beginner, you will find the answer. Talk to us a little bit about how the website got started. 
Uh, WP Beginner got started because of my own needs. I used to be in the service space, uh, providing you know WordPress-based uh, services to clients. And when I switched over all of my static clients, right, all the clients that were not on WordPress, I made a decision I'm only going to work in WordPress. So I switched them all over, and they were sending me the same questions over and over again, whether how do you do this and how do you do that, right? And as an educator, I'm sure like you know you guys experienced the same thing. The students asking you, what, what, where is this and where is that? Well, instead of sending them PDF one one person at a time and keeping the PDF updated, which is a, you know a really big pain, I decided that I should create a WordPress resource site. At that time, there was no other WordPress resource site for beginners. Most resource sites were created by developers for developers, which makes up like maybe like five percent of all the WordPress users, right? If that. Um, so I decided to create the site for the other ninety-five percent average users. Um, that are looking to use WordPress. Let's talk a little bit about WordPress. Why is it so important for people, for people to get onto WordPress? And why is it a great platform for teachers to start off with? Well, one, WordPress is really, really easy to use, and it allows you to you know, bend it in whichever way that you need it, whether you're looking to create a membership site, whether you're looking to offer courses or quizzes, right? You can do everything in WordPress. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, to to a good extent. You know, if you're if you're looking to create a resume, if you're a student, if you're looking to showcase your portfolio, let's say you're studying in design and you create tons of stuff. Um, you know, you can do all that with WordPress. You don't need to know um, HTML or CSS at least when you're getting started, right? So it makes it really really easy for just about anybody. And then most importantly, it's free, right? There's tons of extensions, tons of plugins that you can install within WordPress. And all for free without with a very minimal cost if any that you're adding you know there's wordpress.com if you're do if you're looking to do very very basic stuff you can get away with it but it gives you a presence on the web one of the questions that we get asked often here when i do my presentations on wordpress is not only can wordpress be free which we know that it can should it be free should teachers go out and find the wordpress.coms or we also use edublogs should teachers dive into what we call wordpress.org and really try that self-hosting because there are advantages to going in a paid direction aren't there yeah there, there's tons of advantages like when you're starting with wordpress.com right it's a it's a great place to start but you're limited you cannot add all the extensions let's say if you if you want to have an assignment and have all your students register to your site and then submit the assignments there you cannot do that on a WordPress.com site, which is the free version. But if you go set it up on a .org, you can, you know, even give quizzes, automatically grade those quizzes, and do all sort of things, you know. And so it's a, it's a really really cool way. And it's an investment is not huge, right? You're you're looking at investing maybe like three dollars and ninety five cents a month at most, right? So. Now, as far as a communication tool, you know, this is another one of these questions that we get. How can WordPress be used to communicate with students? And how can WordPress be used to communicate with, with parents? So let me, let me address the parent concern first, and then I'll come back to the student's part. Because, uh, you know, parents really like to know what's happening in their kids' classrooms. They want to know what's going on across the board. You can either do, you know, emails to in individual parents, which is going to take up a lot of your time. And as you know, we don't have all the time in the world. You can simply send them to a single site that could be yours, and you can up push out regular update on what's going on within the classroom, and the parents can follow along different things that you're working on, different projects that's going on, different you know things, everything that's that's going around. You can just do a central update, like one update, and all the parents see it. 
you know, you're, you're, you're no longer writing detailed emails to every single parent. If somebody has a question, you simply point them to a single link. They go there, they find out everything. If they have any questions, then you know you can you can have communication that way. So it's it's a really really cool tool. If you take it one step further, you add you know email subscription options and and so on. Then you you actually whatever you write on WordPress is going to their email. So you know they're getting updated on a regular basis without coming back to your website. That's a you know added bonus uh, in terms of communication with parents. In terms of communication with students. Uh, you you can use WordPress as a discussion board. For example, if somebody's at home and they have an assignment, pe people can be you know discussing. You can you can post a discussion topic, and students can come in and basically just comment and you know have have a engagement going on there. You can upload your syllabus there. So if some you know if you're giving away a physical syllabus and somebody loses it, and you know your your institution does not have the ability for teachers to have their own pages or digital media, then you can just upload it on your website and a student can come and simply download it. Assignments, you can have all of them there. So there's no excuse for you know, a student to say, oh, I lost the assignment or I lost this, I didn't find this, I couldn't find this. It's all there and you can you know, ha have more accountability and better communication. You know, one of the neat things that WordPress does offer teachers is the ability to not only create that content, create it quickly, but also to add that commenting feature as a way to mm -hmm. communicate both from parents in and also from students in, would you suggest teachers keep commenting on their school blogs, their their classroom blogs? Where do you stand on that? Sure, you you can you can keep it on if you want to have a moderated discussion. Mod like don't let comments go live right away unless you moderate it, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is which is my strong recommendation. Moderate every single comment, um, but like it's it's a good way to communicate. Now, I want to show off a couple things here to our audience. I want to bring up here my class website, which uh, is nbthsmusic.com. And I've actually set this up as a WordPress multi-site. And we've talked a little bit about that on other, on other pages. But I've got three classes that I teach in school. And this happens to be on WordPress multi-site. And down here, I have a subscribe button. And all I, all I ask for my parents and I ask my students to do at the beginning of the year is just come in here and put their email address in. And when I have the parents come in for parent-teacher conferences, it's the first thing that I ask them to do is please put your email in here. And that way, every single thing that we do here that I write a blog about really does become a newsletter. And so the way I have my site set up is that the front page of our website is for the general everything that's happening in Mr. Bradbury's class. And then if I drill down to one of my classes here on the history of rock and roll, this is actually a subscription for this particular class. So I have it set up so that way on the top level, the parents can subscribe to our, you know, our calendar and things like that. And we have our social media, but then each class has their own blog subscription within this multi-site. And I got to tell you, it's very, very easy to do. It's a simple plugin and my students get an email from me every single day. And, you know, the neat part about WordPress is that you can schedule these posts to go out at any point in time. So on Sundays, when I'm doing my lesson plans for the week, I can schedule a week's worth of posts that talk about, you know, what to bring in, how do you do things, what we need. And it's very, very simple. It couldn't be easier. 
Yeah, and you know, one of the cool things that I liked on your website is that you have a contact form. You know, contact Mr. Bradbury. It's very important for students to be able to, you know, have a have a good line of communication with the teacher. Um, that's that's really nifty. And you know, if you, and one th one thing that comes to mind is if if you want to do extra credit bonuses for students that are really involved, you can schedule a post and expire a post. Mm -hmm. So they, they only have X amount of time to earn that extra credit. So you can use it in, in very creative ways, uh, you know, using different plugins, whether it's like, you know, ex expired posts, like expire something, do a bonus thing, and that you, student only has three hours to do it. They miss it, they miss it. It was just extra credit. To set something like this up in multi-site really wasn't difficult, but you mm -hmm. do need a little bit of WordPress knowledge to do it in. And... Mm -hmm. I think this works pretty well for a classroom set, but let's take it up a little level and talk about it on a school district level. Would mm -hmm. you suggest, let's say a school was using WordPress for their site, would you suggest them setting it up in a system such as this, or would you go a step higher and say, don't subscribe to my blog, subscribe to my newsletter, and maybe get something like a Constant Contact or an Aweber where you can actually break things into different uh, subsections where maybe you have a, you know, you, you subscribe to your different schools, which might be different mm -hmm. newsletter lists. What would you subscribe for a school district that's looking to better ways to communicate with parents and students? Well, school district is, is you know, dealing with, you know, uh, the system as a broad of that county or, or, or what, what have you. So they, should, they shouldn't be talking about subscribe to this particular school news. If you want to subscribe to a particular school news, this, you should go to the school's website to do that. On the school district, you're talking about district level matters. So their subscribe box should be very simple: subscribe to receive, you know, the X county school news, right? And it, it could be pushing out, oh, tomorrow is, is a holiday because we had a storm, right? Or whatever, whatever uh, you you want. So instead of you know parents sitting and watching the 6 p.m. news to find out whether the schools are closed, now the school district can just notify all the parents that are in there in their email list. But, you know, for individual schools, I think they should have their own email newsletter. Uh, I, you know, you, as a teacher, as an individual teacher, you don't need to have a multi-site, right? You, you, can, you can very easily use categories and, you know, separate out your courses that way. But uh, if, you, if you are on a school level, I think a school can have a multi-site and assign each teacher a multi-site, uh, you know, a site within that multi-site. So the teacher can, you know, upload whatever they need to upload on that level. Um, and I know a lot of colleges are doing that. You know, when we talk about websites, we talk about things such as call to actions. And when a parent goes to a website, what do we want them to do? And I'm finding today more and more schools are trying to offer all this technology to their parents and their students. And even just talking to my own students, you feel that sometimes we're overdoing it. Schools want them to sign up for their Twitter account, their Facebook page, their newsletter, their blog, their Google Calendar. What suggestions would you give school districts that are trying to go tech technological but are also maybe, maybe pushing it over the edge as far as what exactly do you want me to do when I come to this website to communicate and to learn what's going on in my community? I think the most important thing, in my opinion, is the email. Uh, you know, if you have the email, you can you can basically you know notify them. It's a, it's a very universal form of communication. If you're trying to force them to like Facebook or like Twitter or like Pinterest, you know, you I think I think you're not just stretching your own staff thin because you know you have to constantly keep those pages up to date. But you, you know, you're also trying to fight for the space in the newsfeed of the parent who probably have like at least hundred friends and. 
200 other websites that they're part of. So I think I think just getting the email is 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 sufficient enough, um, in my personal opinion. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about student portfolios and how WordPress can be used to create some great student portfolios for those seniors who might be on their way off to college. We'll be right back from, with a word from our sponsors. Today's presentation is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Storyboard That is the leading storyboard creator for classrooms of all grades and subject areas. Storyboard That provides a simple, drag-and-drop experience with thousands of well-designed artwork to quickly create great-looking storyboards. This lets students really focus on what they want to say and unleash their creativity. With tons of pre-made teacher guides, Storyboard That gives lots of examples for common core-aligned activities like breaking apart Shakespeare, practicing vocabulary, or conjugating verbs for language class. Sign up for free at storyboardthat.com or check out teachercast.net slash storyboardthat to take advantage of our 25% discount when you sign up for an educator account. Once again, that's teachercast.net slash storyboardthat. Okay, we're back today talking all about WordPress and our guest today is Syed Balki from WP Beginner. Syed, talk to us a little bit about some of the other businesses. You, we said that you, that you run WP Beginner, but you also run some pretty interesting um, entrepreneurships. Talk to us a little bit about some of the other businesses that you run. Well, uh, I run a software solution called Optin Monster. It allows uh, you know businesses, particularly, to convert abandoning visitors on their website into subscribers and then potential customers. So it's a lead generation uh, system that we have created. It utilizes, uh, you know, smart uh, technology that, that, you know, that, that we have built. It allows you to do split testing, smart user level targeting. So different pages will show different forms. Like, you know, something like that you have on your site, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you, you're showing different sign-up forms for each course of yours. Uh, Optin Monster does that dynamically allows you allows you to do that um, and so much more. So that's one of the businesses that we have. It's being used by you know tons of Fortune you know 500 companies and even small businesses like uh, another another popular site of mine that I created just as a hobby. It's called List 25, and uh, that's just a you know educational site that I created. It, it's ed- entertainment and education mixed so it's like you know little bizarre facts that you would never know but now you know so it's like little tidbits of information in a in a 25 format so it could be you know the most uh, bizarre archaeological discoveries or the deadliest animals in in the world etc and uh we have like 1.4 million subscribers there uh our youtube channel has like 230 million video views overall there so that's that's a pretty cool thing and I, I found a lot of uh, you know teachers uh, linking to our articles from their syllabus because I, I, I can see you know on, on our analytics that traffic is coming from like k12.state.us websites so that, that's pretty interesting a lot of students email us asking for help like uh, yesterday somebody was talking about uh, the deadliest diseases they, they had to work on a paper and they sent us an email saying hey can in, uh, asking different questions about our uh, deadliest disease article so uh, so yeah so there you know like the one that you see 25 mind-blowing facts about World War one right and that's that's right there uh, or 25 historical armors that it still exist so it's, it's you know entertainment and education at the same time which is uh, which is a pretty cool uh, aspect of the site which and it's, it's, it's been really really popular for us um, and then you know I, I have other ventures like uh, soliloquy WP which is a WordPress slider plugin 
I, I noticed that, you know, Jeff, you had a slider on your site, which was, you know, showing your different classes that, that you had. Um, we have a plugin called Soliloquy, which we have a free version and a pro version, different, different add-ons. If you have a gallery, you want to add a gallery, we have a software solution for that in Wire Gallery. So I'm involved in various different projects, as you can see. You certainly keep yourself busy. I know as a, as a subscriber to your WP Beginner, I am constantly amazed at all the great YouTube videos that are coming out. And for anybody else out there looking to you know learn how to do WordPress, certainly would recommend you checking out WPBeginner.com. Let's talk a little bit about students. There's a lot of students right now that are looking forward to college, and they're mm-hmm. certain to try, trying to figure out how to get into these universities. Often at times I have these conversations with the kids and I say, what kind of portfolio do you have? Where's your website? How are you showing off your stuff to make you stand out amongst the millions of other seniors that are out there graduating? And quite often students are looking at me going, I don't have a website. I don't know what this is. I know, you know, one of my stories is a couple of years ago, I was working with a girl who's a very, very talented artist. And I said, where's your website? And she says, oh, I, I have a couple of pictures up on Facebook. I said, we got to help you out. And, and, you know, after a while, we talked to her parents and we got her onto a WordPress.com site and she uploaded her stuff and she's being very successful in a wonderful university in Pennsylvania here. Talk to us a little bit about WordPress and how it can be used to enhance student image, how it can be used to create that digital portfolio and really bring students to those universities to maybe get the edge, get the scholarships and get accepted. Sure. So I actually did a presentation about this uh, at University of Florida to to a group of students who are looking to go on from the you know their undergrad into the master's program, and I, you know I think that the, the, these admission committees are now you know looking up students on Google, seeing what they can find, especially on the graduate level, uh, and you know if you're applying for specific labs and so on. So if you know if somebody Googles you, you should do this for yourself just to see what comes up, what kind of images are coming up. Are these images of you partying coming up, or you know, are there are there good professional images coming up? One of the main reasons for you why you should have a website, aside from you know showcasing your work, showcasing your accomplishments, but it is to have a presence on the web where you know more and more you know, I, I imagine admission committee members are looking. So WordPress. One, if you have a website with you know yourname.com or yourname.me, you're you're a very good chance that you're going to rank for your name unless you have a very common name like John Roberts or something like this. Then you know you're you're going to be kind of in the mix. But if you have a unique name, it's it's good to have. But then you know, let's say you volunteer as, uh, at this organization or you are the you know president of a student club that you started. You should have all the accomplishments demonstrated on a website. If you're an artist, then you should have a portfolio. There's tons of free portfolio themes that are pre-built just to showcase work of professionals. As a student, you can use that exact same theme, the design, and insert your work, right? And that allows you to display all of your, uh, all, all of the work that you've created. If somebody wants to take a look at it, they can easily go and evaluate that on a case-by-case basis. There's, uh, I believe there's a plugin that allows you to build resumes. It might be WP Resume or something like this. If you go in the WordPress plugins repository and type up resume, you'll find a resume plugin 
where you can simply add, you know, your chronological, okay, studying this, accomplishment this, awards this, etc. cetera. Uh, there's also tons of themes that are, you know, custom display of resumes and so on, your mastery of different skills that you may have um, and all that. But it's absolutely crucial that you have a professional website um, that, that, you know, is yours in even more so than now to, uh, you know, have some sort of presence in the images and all that. So just if I know what you're saying here, is Facebook a resume page? Is YouTube a resume page? Can a student, and I'm asking you this because I know you, you said you go out and talk to colleges. Can a student get an about.me account mm-hmm. and just simply have, here's my link, here's my link, here's my YouTube, here's my Facebook, here's my Twitter? Or are you seeing that students really do need to actually make a website that has their, their um, accomplishments i would say your facebook is not your resume page mainly because you're sharing tons of stuff that you you may not want your uh the admission committee to see uh, you know if, 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 if you're if you're resharing a funny image that's kind of stupid i don't know if you really want that to be attached to you. your facebook should be private uh in my in my opinion uh same same thing goes with youtube Un- unless you're a student of you know animation you know you, you have a portfolio there have a YouTube uh, account. Otherwise, you know, that's not what you want to feature. And about.me page, sure, that, that's one way to go with it. But having, you know, about.me is, is a bit limited. I think what's crucial is if you have a LinkedIn page, even as a student, you should have a LinkedIn page. And uh, about.me page that links back to your website is, is my preferred choice. Um, you know, I, every time when I've talked with students, like what I've done is I've done live demos. So I'd ask a student, what's your name? And I, I would like, you know, pull up, pull up their name. And because they've been in college, they, they have seen all these different photos and parties. I, I, I would just click on their Facebook page because guess what? That's like number one for their name. And now I can go and say, do you really want the person, you know, looking at your name to see this picture of you partying out here? Or do you really want this picture to be, you know, shown about you? Rather, you, you want to look more professional. You know, I, I, I have done a little bit of, of college talking myself, and I actually had a student come up to me, and he said he was in a class all about creating resumes, portfolios, and the teacher said, who has a Facebook page? And they raised their hand, and the teacher said, all right, take it down today. Don't have a Facebook page. And to me, that's very counterintuitive. I'd rather say have a Facebook page, show off all the good stuff that you're doing, use it as a way to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. Obviously not the party pictures. That's right. When you go around, what do you see students doing? Are they wise enough to actually make business Facebook pages, you know, in quotes there? Or are they tearing it down as soon as they get to their senior year in college, hoping that nobody finds their history of, you know, them throughout well, high school? I think what students are doing is, you know, actually using their privacy settings as they're meant to be used. Not everything should be public on your page. Certain things should only be shared to your friends. Mm-hmm. So if the educator is not your friend or the admission committee member is not your friend, they're not going to see any of those pictures. So you can you can definitely have your, you know, accomplishments, awards, whatever highlighted in the about section, which the whoever is visiting and is not your friend will see, but they will not see any of your, you know, albums and all that. So just just familiarize yourself with the Facebook privacy settings. You do not need to go create a personal figure page because quite frankly, you are not a personal figure. Um, there's no need for you to manage in a, like a page like that. Just make sure that your profile that you have has a good profile picture. It's not like, you know, a picture of you in a bikini or whatnot. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a decent picture and same, same thing goes for all the other pictures. Make sure they're private. 
uh, rather than public. You know, with this whole getting ready for college angle, I wanted to ask you about this concept of student entrepreneurs because we do have a lot of students that are going into e-commerce they're going into web development they're starting these mini businesses for themselves frankly a lot of students don't know how to market that don't know how to promote that don't really know what to do with it to showcase that they do stand out what -hmm. advice would you give the senior class of this year that maybe that kid is a future marketing person, but has been doing websites or has been doing, you name it. What advice do you give those students? Well, one, if you're, if you're in any sort of business, you absolutely must have a website. One, two, have a contact form that you check and promptly respond to. One of the, one of the, one of the things that like, you know, I noticed there's tons and tons of successful, talented, you know, high school students that are, you know, going on their way to college, but they, the, the professionalism level lack because the, the promptness of the replies aren't there. So if you have a contact form, make sure you're replying, you're replying professionally and highlight your services and highlight your work. And, you know, when you're, when you're getting into a college of, you know, of your choosing and you're going in the city, you want to keep that portfolio up. So reach out to the local businesses and see if you can work with them. And, you know, whether that's an internship or whatever you're trying to do, do it there and, you know, keep on building up that portfolio. So eventually, you know, junior, junior year of your, uh, you know, college, you have, uh, you know, tons of internship offers that, or even like job offers. If there is a student out there that's looking at a, a website like WP Beginner or Optin Monster and says, I want to know how to ask that Syed Balki any question about being an entrepreneur, where can we send them to? How does somebody get a hold of you? The easiest way to get a hold of me, uh, where you find the fastest reply, is to tweet at me at Syed Balki. Very nice. um, if you you know if you send me an email, I get like several hundreds a day, so my chances of getting back is is hard but if you if you tweet at me you know granted that you know you have a better shot you know me replying in 140 characters back it's interesting that you said twitter when you go out and talk to people do you see a lot of students using twitter for more than what they had for breakfast that day are 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 you seeing students really using it in the business sense or even in the sense that you know educators are using for chats and communications um i'm seeing a lot of the young folks using twitter especially the direct message features. Um, and that, that's, I say that because a lot of the viral sites, things that are going viral, whether it's Wine, Instagram accounts, and, you know, tons of Twitter accounts are managed by, you know, high school kids. Mm. And because I'm in the business of, like, you know, making things go viral, I, I have to interact with, the, you know, these students on a regular basis. So Twitter direct message is actually their preference. Facebook, not so much. Mm. Um, Instagram, also a preference, and uh, so is, like, all the other newer platforms. So definitely, if you're out there on Twitter, use the direct message there. I've had a few students, it's funny you say that, have said, I'm not on Facebook anymore. That's where my parents are. Yep. I, I'm getting to that part where you start to feel a little old in your classrooms, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say thank you so much for not only inspiring some of the work that's done here on TeacherCast, but also 400 million people out there checking out your websites. One more time, how can we get a hold of you and find out about the great stuff that's happening in your woods? Uh Easiest way, if you're looking for WordPress, go to wpbeginner.com or follow me on Twitter at Syed Balki. Excellent. Well, my friends, that wraps up another episode of the TeacherCast podcast. I want to thank again my friend Syed Balki from WP Beginner for coming on the show today and sharing his great educational resources. There's, of course, many ways that you can reach out and connect with us here on TeacherCast. You can find us 
on Twitter at twi- at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net. And, of course, subscribe to our many audio and video channels over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you again for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional development. And I hope you take a moment to share TeacherCast with your PLN. Please join me each Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern on TeacherCast.tv for the live Tech Educator Podcast where we bring you your weekly webinar of everything EdTech. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.